I got a question for you guys. Well, hang on. We got we we, we, we got we got to say some stuff. Uh, Welcome back to Qualified Dropouts, everyone. Best podcast in the world. And we got a we got a special one today, man. Thanks for being here. We got Mr. Adrian Stover. He's been a friend of ours for a very long time. Love you very much, man. So I'm happy you're here. And we're gonna dive into a lot of a lot of great topics today. Ian, what do you got? Why well, talk? Well. Adrian said he had a question for us. Oh, okay. oh yeah, yeah. So my phone just vibrated. Since y'all y'all lived in Houston for about what two and a half years now, two mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you guys think about the Amber Alerts from here compared to everywhere else? It's crazy. Mm-hmm. I'm used to it. Yeah. But honestly, no- Orlando's just as bad. Yeah, Knoxville for me was terrible like that too. Orlando's mm-hmm. just as bad. Um, but it was mainly stolen cars or stuff like. Well, I guess it's a lot of child abductions, bro. Yeah. And that's Houston like Houston is the number two. I don't know if it still is, but um, it was number two. Sex human trafficking. trafficking. Yeah. yeah. Human trafficking. Really? It's because the border's uh, right the there. Yep. And you have access to the water, right? 40 minutes wow. away. Yeah, it's actually. It's pretty scary. No, it is. Aaron doesn't, like, Aaron doesn't go walk late at night unless I go with her. Yeah. I tell her. It's like, good, though. Sure. It's it's good, though. Well, did you hear about the, uh, one of the guys that we, I, I believe that I train at, he's a police officer, and it was a couple, was it maybe a month ago or a couple months ago, they had a call. There was 10 missing dudes from the bar right down the street. I think it's standard. Oh, you got, have you guys heard about that? Yeah, mm-hmm. 10. And they were all dead. Mm-hmm. Some of them were we found live in ponds. Some oh. of them were at Buffalo we Bayou. We live literally a building over. Uh, it's well, like, it's like two buildings, but. Yep. So, so um, one of my best friends from high school, his brother uh, works in HPD. He actually is a SWAT officer now, right? Mm-hmm. So back in December was... Um, my buddy's birthday, and we all went out together and, and just kind of had a good time. And his brother was there, and his brother's almost 30 now. Mm-hmm. And they're all talking about, like, this this dead guy in the bayou mm-hmm. who's, like, you know, about our age, right? Like uh, like a younger man, right? Younger adult man. And they're like, hey, he's in the bayou. And, and they started making cracking jokes about a serial killer. And I was like, what do you mean a serial killer in Houston? And so... I have not followed up with the story, so I'm just, like, trying to connect the dots here. But basically, back then, this was in December, so, you know, three months ago, two months ago, they um, were talking about how this guy will go to, like, an older man will go to these bars around this area and will drug guys mm-hmm. and then follow them outside of the bar and captures them and then kill them. I think he rapes mm. and kills them. Mm. Don't quote me on that. I'm, I'm, I'm for real. Wow. Like, don't, and don't mm. come after well, me either. There was a... Somebody died at our apartment mm-hmm. complex like two weeks ago. Was it two weeks From ago? What? No, it was like it was like a month and a half ago. And what's crazy about that, we're going to get into the podcast in a little bit. But what's crazy about that is I'm pretty sure I saw the guy who killed the other guy. Really? He, yeah, I told you about that because he was sprinting out to his car. Uh, remember that? What, and was, I, thought, I thought he was coming to kill me, bro. Oh, yeah. I remember that. I, I sprinted no, out. Yeah, because he was like. He was walking slowly, and then I heard him, like, really sprint up to me because I was in that back alley right there where, like, there are no cameras, no nothing. Yeah. And I was like, I got to get out. I got to get into light so people can see me if he wants to do something. And so, like, I was almost running. I was, like, speed walking out to get to the middle of the street. And then um, he had his car parked in the street out there, and he had his hazards on and everything. And it was scary, man. He man, yeah. They said it was. When he got out of the gate, it was a murder. They said it was our apartment complex. Said it was like somebody committed suicide, but I think it was murder. Yeah, because 
Yeah, I don't know. When he came out of the gate down here, he ran to his car. And I was like, it's kind of sus. Yeah, that's crazy. Kinda Do suspicious. you remember the license plate? Yeah, dude. I'm a, I'm a master chess player. No, I don't remember it. Hey. That's crazy. The worst thing we've had at my apartment, I live like, these guys live downtown. I live like, more like towards the suburbs, but is a, is a robbery. And they literally sent an email. They were like, um, we had a robbery. Like, we know this stuff, like, doesn't happen in this area. And I was like, oh, good about myself. I was like, damn, I live, like, in a good area. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know. Yeah. It yeah, no, it's, it's, it was definitely crazy. So, and a lot of stuff happens at the bayou at the park late at night. That's oh, when, yeah. like, um, it's really, really bad. So, that's why, yeah. If No, it's the crime here is crazy. They don't have enough police officers either at mm. all. Yeah. That's why there's not on the roads. That's why you can go 120 and not get a ticket. Yeah. Because they don't have enough. There's, dude, I well, saw. Yeah, I got a parking ticket out here the other day. I got to pay it. Turned out to be $60. Oh, wow. Yeah, parking right in front of uh, right in front of the bayou, like right across the street. I think it's a write off, so. I don't think so. You don't think so? No, it's a ticket. There was this guy. <laughs> there's this guy that parked his G Wagon out by where I go hit golf balls. Dude, he had like six parking tickets, and t- and Tino was like, he was like, he probably needs the write-offs anyway. <laughs> it was kind of a joke. I don't know if they're actually write-offs, but yeah. you know, um, what's his name? Uh, is it Bill Gates? Yeah, he just parks his car anywhere, handicap in the middle of the street, whatever, because he's just like it's too inconvenient for me to park in a parking spot because I'm always on the time clock. So he just parks his car anywhere and just loads up the speed or the tickets. Yeah, I don't know who it is. It's Bill Gates or. Uh, some other smart guy, I don't know. Has a lot of, that has a lot of money. I don't know. Huh. Yeah. Hey, I mean, when you have that much money, it really doesn't matter. You yeah. Pay him, I guess. Make more money faster than you can blink. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, let's well, dive into it, man. Um, yeah. So, Ian, w- w- you want you want to say anything? No. Okay. You can lead it. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. So, talk, Adrian. Just, just go. Tell us about yourself. Just, j- just go. Just inter- like if you were all to meet right. somebody new, who are you? Well, I would say I'm Adrian. Okay, boom. All right, okay. All right, well, I guess I'll just kind of talk about what I do. So, um, you know, obviously my name's Adrian. I'm 22. Um, got a bachelor's degree in kinesiology. I do, main job is online coaching. Um, and a little, like, you know, started all that from social media back in the day. That's how I met these guys. Mm-hmm. Actually, like I said, two, two and a half years ago, something like that. Mm-hmm. When was it? It was, I think the first time we met was February. February of 20... Did you go to the first retreat? Yes, yes. You went to the first... Yeah, so February of 2021. Yes, February of 2021. So it's been a good bit, yeah. yeah. So a little over two years, right? And then I met Asher... In August. Um, yeah, so almost two years coming up. <coughs> um, but yeah, I do online coaching. Um, I've lived in Houston for a good part of my life. I think about 11 years now. Kind of lived all over the world as well. Lived in Singapore, um, overseas. Played college baseball for four years. Um, Dude, I forgot training. you lived yeah. in Singapore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that was an experience. Yeah. How long did you live in Singapore for? Four years. What was it school? For was school? Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> my well, dad. Your dad was. My dad works in sales. That's what. Yeah. yeah they I always think that. I'm military, but no. Yeah. That's crazy. What was it like going from there back to the United States? Was it really different? I know Singapore's like really strict with laws. It's very urbanized, so it's very. It's very American. So think, you ever been to New York City? No. Mm-hmm. I've driven you past have. it. Okay. <laughs> so, all right. Well, then, you see those buildings right uh-huh. there? Yeah. That's how Singapore is. Everywhere you look. Oh, it's all skyscrapers? So, yeah, it's it's a city state. So it's the yeah. size of Dallas. It's 26 miles by like 29 or something like that, mm-hmm. or 32. But it's all just 
It's basically high rise, yeah. Oh so wow! Like apartments are like that. Work malls. I'm talking like so. Very. <laughs> I know that their their laws there are pretty crazy. Like I heard they still do caning. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I haven't been back since I was 11, so mm-hmm. it's been 11 years. Um, but yeah, like I, I knew I heard a they guy. take fingers too. Oh no, I haven't heard of that. Oh. Yeah, I I heard a, a guy wow. that that we knew. He was a couple years older than me. Skipped school in the Singaporean government, or I guess the police officers grabbed him, took him in, caned him, and then called his mom. Yeah. Come get your son. Yeah. So that'll happen. Uh, you can't chew. You can't. You can chew gum. You can't uh, sell it. So that's illegal. You can bring it in, but you can't sell it. It's like selling drugs, basically. You Gum? S- yeah. Keep the streets clean. It's the cleanest place on earth. You can't spit in public. Do that, can you? Yeah. Really? What? Yeah. What about if it's on the grass? Don't spit. Wow. Yeah. Now, that's kind of like, you know, it's not like, I've never actually seen somebody, like, spit, and, you know, somebody grabs them and takes them away. Um, you know what I mean? It'd be like in America saying, don't litter. Mm, yeah, yeah. That's true. You know, I'm sure people do it. I never yeah. see somebody do it. Gotcha. Yeah. Wow. It's really clean. Wow. Wait, so how how do you acquire the gum? Oh, you can go. It's like <laughs> it's like anything else. You know, you can smuggle stuff, right? So you can go to the U.S. Wow. You can put it in, wow. your, uh, in your check bag and, and mm-hmm. bring it here, right? You can do that. Or you can, wow. you can ship it to, to Singapore. Like, we would have family members um, ship us, like, uh, American goods, like, every year or something like that. Wow. It's like gum or stuff like that. You just can't. I yeah. You yeah, never see gum underneath the table. Though. I bet it's probably mm. super clean. Interesting. That's that's crazy. awesome. Yeah. Wow. Do you think you'll ever go back there? All right. So this is kind of my goal. So I don't know if I'll talk to you guys about this. Um, I'm very fortunate. You know, I got good family. Dad put me through college, right? All this kind of stuff. Uh, amazing mother, sister. Um, just a really good support system growing up. So my whole goal, and I know my hopefully my parents don't watch this, right? Is when I'm, you know, in the next, you know, couple of years, I want to take, you know, my sister, uh, my mom, my dad, my girlfriend, you know, her son, all that to Singapore for a big trip. And it's got to be like a two-week trip because there's like a 13-hour time change. Yeah. Wow. It's, yeah, it's a really big change. Yeah. So that's what I want to Dang. Do. That's going to be sweet. Two weeks. Wow. I think my dream country to go to is Japan. I'd love to go to Japan. I haven't been to Japan yet. I would love to go, but I only want to go to go snowboarding. Yeah, I want to go. I just like their culture. I think the Asian culture is really cool. It is cool. Mm-hmm. It's just like super peaceful. <coughs> yeah. Just really, really nice. So, all right. So now you guys know who Adrian is. Yeah, we got all the we got all the stuff out of the way. Now we got to dive deep, bro. Let's talk about college, man, because you graduated. I didn't. <laughs> So yeah, this, what's the name of the podcast? Qualified Dropouts. Qualified Dropouts, right. And uh, the here's the problem that a lot of people are facing right now, is a lot of people are facing the problem of they want to drop out of school, but their parents want them to stay in, and two, they don't have a plan, and three, it's almost like they just need someone to say drop out, there's hope. Do you think you actually this is a great question do you think you were forced to go to college like if you said i didn't want to go to college you think your parents would have been supportive of it um i don't know i was 18 so i went to college i'm going to talk about what you said too in a second Mm -hmm. so i I went to college to play baseball right Mm -hmm. so um ever since you know i was you know 11 12 my life's been like go 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 right and we can talk about that in a second too yeah yeah, yeah. um where you know 
I'm always on the run, and, you know, mm-hmm. I was, went to a school out here in Houston that was really good at baseball, got a lot of looks, um, wanted to play in college, right? Mm-hmm. And so that was my goal, and I had, like, 40, no, 30 offers coming out of high school, mm. all, all divisions, and wow. uh, chose a small school because I knew I was going to play. Yeah. yeah. And I did, and I loved it, and I loved my teammates there. Um, it's a good school, too. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. yeah. Mm-hmm. Going back this weekend, actually. So. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, but... With them saying not to go, so I went to college to be a physical therapist, right? That's what I thought I wanted to do. Because being around sports, you know, as a young kid, being in and out of physical therapist office, I was like, this is cool. You know, it can give me an opportunity to be around athletes, right? So that's what I wanted to do. And then I got into it, and about two years in, I was like, oh, you know. Yeah, this is not this it. Is, this is pretty tough. Yeah. <laughs> so, but with them saying, like, they would, like, you're saying, like, they would really, like, force me to go or I feel like I was yeah. supposed to go? I don't think my parents are like that. Um, me and my sister both do, like, really unique things. It's almost kind of like we work for ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I guess we both do. You know what I mean? But, like, I don't know. I, I think if, if I had a plan, like you said, mm-hmm. and I had something actually going for me, I mean, they're not going to really force me to do anything. I don't think they've ever been those kind of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but kind of, like, going more depth like, what you're talking about. Like, with people saying they need to drop out. Because I, I can talk a lot about this. So I have a lot of experience with that. Yeah. Because you, you dropped out. Um, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you didn't start your business in college, did you? Or did you? You're saying I dropped out? I did not. No, no, no. I'm saying you didn't drop out of college. But did you start your business in college? I was a junior, yeah. Oh. I thought you started at, like... A couple weeks before you finished. Mm-mm. Oh, okay. Well, we're going to talk about that instead. <laughs> so um, I can answer your question. I know it wasn't really a question. But I can talk. It about wasn't that. really a question. It yeah. was just like a broad statement of like kind of what we're going to cover. Right. Um. So, and this is another big question as well. As people are like, dude, I don't know if I should focus on my studies or focus on my business. What should I do? And you did school and. I did a lot of shit. Baseball. Yeah. Baseball. And bodybuilding and, show. Yeah. And signing clients and fulfilling those clients. Yeah. So I need to know how you're a- able to manage all that stuff. Because there are people who just do school and think they don't have enough time for business. And I call BS every time they tell me that. Yeah, so it is, um, it is bullshit. <laughs> yeah. So here is how um, kind of everything worked for me. Like Asher said, so... When I was a junior in college, um, I decided to get into, you know, like the fitness side of social media, right? Um, that's kind of when it started popping a little bit. This is right, right after COVID, you know? And, you know, I was in the middle of spring season. Um, so I think it was like March, so I, around this time. And, you know, I was like, figured out you could get into online coaching, right? And in college, playing baseball, I'm going to be honest, if you guys play a sport in college, you know you, that's your full-time job, right? You can't make money. A lot of guys, what they'll do is they'll go home over the summers. They mm-hmm. work and they make, you know, two, three thousand dollars, and that's their money for, for two semesters mm-hmm. for a year. Yep, it's rough, mm-hmm. right? So a lot of these college athletes, you know, are are broke. Mm-hmm. Even these guys that you got on big scholarships, right? Mm-hmm. They have no money. Mm-hmm. So I was like, here's an opportunity to make money. I can work online. I can work my own hours. I can work an hour or two a day, and I I can mm-hmm. make a living, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and not be thinking going to Walmart trying to buy chicken and trying to nickel and dime everything. You know mm-hmm. I mean, it was rough. So um, so that's kind of what I did. So I got into, you know, the fitness side of stuff my junior year. Now, here was my schedule that year. I'd wake up, 
go to internship, right? Come back, and this is like 6, 7 a.m. Wake up 6 a.m., go to internship. Come back, I go to class from 9 to noon, okay? Afternoon, uh, I have a break from noon to 2. This is when I would do coaching stuff, right? Mm -hmm. I would take sales calls. I would um, communicate with my clients. I would update plans and everything that kind of goes into, like, uh, an online personal trainer, right? From 2 p.m. until either 6 p.m. or 8 p.m., depending on the day, we had practice. Sounds like a lot. Mm -hmm. right? It was 4 to 6 or... Four to eight hours of practice a day. Sometimes it was even until 10 p.m., right? Mm -hmm. um, after practice, I'm coming home. I'm going to the gym, sometimes with, usually with some buddies. After that, I'm coming home and I'm hanging out with my friends, mm -hmm. right? I would never – I'm the most social person, like – I'm a socialite. Yes. Right? yes. Adrian <laughs> is like the social butterfly yeah. here. So uh, I couldn't give it up, right? So socialize with my friends, hang out, do whatever we wanted to do. And then from, like, midnight until 3 a.m., I'm editing content, I'm doing my homework, all that kind of stuff. I'm getting four hours of sleep at night. To be honest, I, and I was also on a prep, too. Um, and I looked great. I don't recommend it, right? I always tell people this for their health. I don't recommend it. It's probably not the healthiest thing. But the point is, all that hard work that I went through for two years um, set me up to be, when I was out of college, very financially stable, having a full you know, driving business, all that kind of stuff. So if you're saying that, you know, you got schoolwork and you, got, and you want to start a company and all this kind of stuff, a big thing is, like, maximizing your time. So, another thing, should you drop out of college if you want to do a business, all this kind of stuff? Um, I'm going to be I'm gonna be totally against you guys. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say no, and we can, like, go into that a bunch. But right. I'm, not, I'm not a definite no at the same time, yeah. right? So, a lot of people that I see that, you know, I'm, I'm in the fitness space, right? So, I see a lot of people in the fitness space, right? And a lot of guys are starting to figure out that, you know, you can make money online doing fitness and all this kind of stuff, and... Yeah, it's a good job, and it's it's um, it's pretty lucrative. But a lot of guys see see you know Asher doing it. And they're like, I'm gonna do it because Asher's doing that. That's amazing that Asher's inspired you. But you gotta be able to have something going for yourself before you give up what you got. I know too many people who have quit their job right and have gone straight in you know pursuing the stream, which is awesome. But they get into financial troubles right off the bat, and then they're fighting for money. Right, and then they they don't know what to do. And now they're trying to now they have to get a job, and now they're mm -hmm. working this job. And now they don't have time to pursue their dreams, mm -hmm. and it's just like this big spiral, and they end up getting to this really really rough point in life. Right, so your best point, even if whether you're in college, whether you're working a job, you want to quit, you want to work for yourself, whatever it is, like get something going for yourself first, and make sure you you got like he said a plan to get things going. Right. To be honest, like, you can have all the support in your world. Your, your parents can support you. Your friends can support you. Or, or they can fucking not. Like, it doesn't really matter, right? As long as, like, you got a dream and you got a vision for yourself and you have a plan, the biggest thing, mm -hmm. then you can do it, right? Mm -hmm. But have something going for yourself before you just give up everything. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree with that. Um, I, I – this is what I kind of want to dive into. First, I want to say one thing. Um Real quick, I think um, people in college and the young adults kind of get sold on this idea that making five to ten k a month is easy, and it's it's not. You know, yeah, that's when, like the new social norm. Like people think that on social new, media is like norm. if you're not making ten k a month, you're a loser. And it's yeah. like I don't think people realize like making ten k a month, like right off. That's work, as a twenty year old, bro. 
you are balling out. Do you realize you like, are balling? Even as a thirty year old, it doesn't even matter. Yeah, like there's people who will never ever make ten k a month in their mm-hmm. life, but you expect to make it in a year. People with businesses, even Nike, read his book. Oh my Man. gosh, bro, he went through the shit. Crazy. Man, Almost lost Nike a couple yep. times while it was already like developed. Yep. But making ten k a month is very challenging. And back in the day, like business owners didn't make that much money until maybe like five years later. Mm-hmm. Um, first form. What's his? What's the owner's name? No. Um, can't even think of his name. I can't. I, I don't know. First form. It's. Uh, I know. I know. It's Stefan Company. I don't know his name. Oh my gosh! How did I forget his name? the big guy right yeah he's kind of like similar to joe rogan like Mm -hmm. always wears the hat yeah Yeah. he like oh my gosh i want to look it up did you know for the first his first year of supplements of first form he made 37 dollars he told me that something dollars told me that second year 37 dollars it was like 60 something dollars or something like that profit for the Mm -hmm. first year um second year Hundred or something. He didn't really profit like making a full time income. It wasn't until from like year it. eight or something. It was like six years or seven yeah. years. He didn't yeah. make any money That's from it. It's a long time for a supplement company too. Yeah, yeah. A really good Be supplement good. company. I love their yeah. products. Yeah, I think it's Sal. No. I don't know what it is. Oh my um, gosh! That's but that's that's but that's it one took thing. him like six or seven years just to make enough to cover his but like to actually like live like make a profit. Yeah. Six or seven years of constant grinding. I, like, looked at it. Like, I was, like, listening to him, and I've heard some of it, like, just in his podcast and everything. He tells a story, and I'm, like, I'm, like, sitting there, like, do I have what it takes? Would I would I have what it takes to even go that long without making any money at all? Like, I'm definitely, hard, I think we were definitely fortunate enough. I was able to yeah. start converting and making money within a month. Yeah. Like, I just, I just but I did days. have a yeah. full. Yeah. I just think people get sold on the idea of like it's gonna happen quick and it's like i want yeah. y'all to to realize it people it preach patience but no it, one actually does it yeah it it may happen fast and if it does great but you know if it does happen fast then you're not really gonna appreciate it as much as you should yeah and it's what happened with me uh when i first started my company so yeah I, so yeah, I can talk about that too. So go yeah. ahead. You want to dive into it real quick? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Go I ahead. feel like we we've had a lot we haven't really di- dived into. Yet. Yeah. Well, I. Yeah. Go go ahead, Adrian. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> me and Asher actually had a phone call um, two days ago. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, randomly just called me. I was in the gym working out, and we got into this really good conversation talking about money, right? And so me and Asher, we all met through like mentorships and all and all these you know people who tried to teach us, um, you know, a bunch of stuff about business, right? And although you know we all did not have like the the best experiences with it, right? Or at least you know I didn't have the best experience with it. Um, so say we. The, oh, you're gonna say we too? Yeah, yeah I hesitate to say we. I mean, yeah. there's good and bad things that come. Yeah. Ups and downs. I, mean, I don't think I, other, I would right? never. Yeah, I would never be where I'm at today if I didn't start that. But then also. I mean, yeah, there's definitely a like, repercussion yeah. to that, right. too. Okay. All right. So being in these mentorships really got us wrapped around the vision of how we all started this. You got to make 5K. You got to make 10K. Once you do that, you got to double it. You got to make 20. Oh, you made 20, you got to make 50. Guys, I'm going to be honest with you. That's a lot of fucking money. Like a lot of money. Okay? Have you guys all, all made 10K in a month? Mm-hmm. 
It's it's a it's a good amount. Yeah, it's a lot no, of cash. It's a, yeah, it's a lot of like. You bro. see your bank account like climb really quickly. You're like, oh my, this is only one month. Imagine yeah. the next. Well, so so here here's what happened to me with it, right? Done it a few times, and it's it's great, right? You can for me, I, I put it in savings, and you know, I'm not not a fucking idiot. I'm not gonna go buy a nice car, right? Um, not a nice car, but like a like a freaking supercar, right? Yeah, supercar. Yeah, well, you're not gonna just blow all your money. Like if you like if you, you have buy a, nice a car, car though. yeah. Right, but here, like, like the thing car. with the, nice, you get your head so wrapped up around making this this numerical amount, right? And I remember the first time I made ten k, um, I think I made eleven that month actually, right? I was sitting at like at like nine, and I'm taking these calls, and I'm, and I I will be completely honest with you guys, um, I very much pride myself on like ethical sales, right? Which is something that I definitely think I should talk about on this, right? Yeah, yeah, but. Even with that, every time I would have a close, it's like, oh, I'm th- I'm 600 away. I'm, you know, 250 away. I'm, you know, 100 yeah. away. It's just a number. And then yeah. it goes up, and then, like, somebody drops off, and it goes down, right? And so I got my head very wrapped up around it, and it was great because I got to pay off some things that, I like, I wanted to pay off. But at the same time, I sat there the next month. I'm, the next month was, like, the most depressed I've been in, like, a long time. I thought I seriously had depression, mm-hmm. right? Tabled me. When I, when I hit I my 10K it, month, and yeah. then it dropped below that like number i feel like a loser yeah. like it was like i was like damn like this is like i didn't hit that like I, i'm not as good and i'm like my business is failing my business is gonna die i'm never gonna do this again and like you just have like yeah. i don't know you <laughs> yep like so it's it just crazy it because the thing is in the beginning i would say at least okay speaking speaking for myself um i was building a business just for numbers like i was building a numbers business and not an actual true like Yep, business that has a purpose yep. and a, ban- and a brand. Mm-hmm. Now, like into that going too, into this year, I've taken a step back, and it's like, then how much money I make per month? I don't even get. I honestly don't even give a shit about it. Like, actually, mm-hmm. I don't even yeah. care anymore. I don't push. I don't. I mean, I push the business forward, but I don't focus. I'm not like my only measurement of like progress is not money at all. I don't care about the money. I care about the life changes I have and everything like that. So I've taken like a slower approach this year, just kind of taking a step back and yeah, am I making a little bit less? hundred percent. But do I feel 10 times better waking up and happier? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my God, it's insane. Night and day, bro. I will happily stay at this rate because it's like my financial freedom. Like I'm, all my bills are covered. Yeah. I can go out to Chipotle here and there. I, I like, I can do whatever I yeah. want. You know what financial freedom is having all your bills covered and not having to worry about it. Just not having to worry about money. I think everyone has a different definition to it. I'd um, say financial freedom. My, my everyone's is different. Yeah, but. like my financial freedom at like right now is like five and a half per month. Mine would be like wherever I can travel. Wherever. Yeah, that's that's about. I mean, yeah, because here here's what I'll say about um, making a certain amount of money. So, um, best advice I can give to you if you're wanting to start a business, right? If you have a business, if you work for somebody, like. I don't care, right? Whatever you do, if you're very concerned about making more money, do this for yourself. Calculate every single expense that you have. I'm talking to the T. You live in an apartment, renter's insurance. You have a car, car insurance. Car note if you have one, right? Um, Your rent if you have rent, right? Whatever it is, calculate everything down to a T. Calculate, figure out how much you spend a month on groceries. Every time you go to the the grocery store that month, um, if you go once a week, Write on a whiteboard how much you spent, right? Add it up at the end of the month. Add extra to it. Add an extra $100 to it. Mm-hmm. Calculate everything you have and then add more to it. And then also calculate if you make 3 k a month, you know, and your bills are, are 2000 
then calculate an extra like 500 a month in savings, mm-hmm. right? Calculate everything, including your savings, and then figure out how much you need to make a month to stay, in my opinion, financially free, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Let's just say your bills are 3K and you made 6K. Congratulations, you have an extra 3K, right? What I would say for that is either save it or do something like nice for yourself or nice for somebody else, right? There's a, I was talking to you about it the other day. There's a verse in the Bible. I couldn't, I couldn't remember where it was. Uh, mm-hmm. But it basically talks about, um, like, you know, this farmer, and God speaks to this farmer, and he goes, um, you know, this farmer's, like, rich, right? He has all yeah. the barns, mm-hmm. he has all the crops, right? And he's like, he's like, congratulations, you have, like, all this. What are you going to do with all your riches? And he's like, oh, I'm going to build bigger barns. And he's like, oh, you freaking fool. And he's, like, freaking about it. But he's like, you fool, right? Yeah. Um, he's like, none of this stuff's going to go to heaven with you, right? And I'm not saying everybody's religious here, but... The point is, like, when you die, you're not going to have any of this shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Maybe you can give some of it to your kids or to whoever. But, like, figure out what you need to stay alive and have a good life, the life that you want to have. Once you make that, great. The other stuff, like, don't blow it on dumb shit. Mm-hmm. And don't wrap your head around making a certain amount of money because I promise you it's not going to make you any happier than you were yesterday. Mm-hmm. Just accomplish a goal. and then you're, But it's not a goal that's, like, going to drive you to to being like it's not going to bring any happiness is what i'm trying to say mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah yeah once you hit your financial freedom limit like that's as happy as you'll be anything after that it's really nothing like you got to have purpose behind it yeah yeah so and, start, it's like, and start being like free like free with your riches too right you got a girlfriend <laughs> do something nice for her you mm-hmm. got parents do something nice for them you got mm-hmm. a sibling even if you don't like them, do something nice for them. Friends, yeah. whatever. I used to, when I started making good money in college, right? Now, okay, in college, I had, I did online coaching, right? And I got to a point when I was in college, keep in mind, I have all expenses paid for. Um, like, my parents put me for, through school, so didn't have to pay for housing, none of it, right? The only thing I got to pay for is food every month. And I'm making, like, roughly 2 to 2.5K. I think one month, one or two months, I made, like, three. I want to be honest, when you have no expenses... That's like bank. Yeah. That's like an extra <laughs> yeah. like yeah. Like yeah, you're chilling. Five to to two point five a month. Yeah. Just going in the bank, right? Yeah. So when we went out, my mm-hmm. friends who weren't uh, working, you know, because they're playing sports, mm-hmm. like I didn't do this to be like a show off or anything like that, but I did it because like they're my best friends. They, mm-hmm. They're gonna be my best man at my wedding, right? So when yeah. we went out, I was a guy like paying for stuff, right? Because I knew a lot of them like struggled. Yeah. So that's something like keep in mind too, like. You got a lot of money. Be generous. You donate more money to the church than I could have ever freaking imagined from somebody. <laughs> yeah, I donate a lot to the church, bro. Yeah, I told him. Dude, I, uh, it's almost too much. No, there's no such thing. I don't think. I think it's uh, whatever Holy. number God gives you. Um, that's a good. That's a good actually saying. I like that. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, dude, I'm not even kidding. I would have my lowest months, and I'm like, I'm still gonna give mm-hmm. like this much. Because but it would dude, even be, yeah, dude. I think one month I gave like thirty mm-hmm. percent, and I just was like, you know what? doesn't even Same matter. Thing. I think it's like, yeah. if anything, I can just go Uber Eats if I have to. Yeah. I don't really care. I, like, I can yeah. make money some other way. Mm-hmm. It's fine. And it, honestly, I just feel better. I feel like, yeah. I don't know. I just feel really good going into this year because I feel like I'm being more selfless and just like not worried too much about just having a number tied to my name. Mm-hmm. More about like a brand, but also just like understanding that there's other parts of your life that matter Yeah, uh, more than money. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, just... Get just tithe and just let it come out and <laughs> that's it. That's yeah, all I dude. do. I have it on automatic right yeah. now. First, 
first day of the month, bro. I look at my uh, look at my stripe and everything, and then I'm like, eh, I'll do this number this time. Mm-hmm. It's anywhere between like ten to forty <laughs> percent, whatever I feel like. Yeah. Um, but yeah, dude. So uh, let's uh, let's dive into branding a little bit. Me and Ian talked about this last night, and I think it's uh, pretty sweet because kind of to elaborate on the topic of money and everything. A lot of people have a direct response of being like, hey, I do this, buy my stuff, right? Or this is what I'm good at, so so buy this. But there's no brand around it, right? So something that so you're... Give me, give me more in depth. Uh, so, 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 for example, when I started coaching, I had a very, very direct response coaching because of my CTAs, right? So I would say, hey... I'm good at helping people lose weight. I'll sign you up. Here's my price, right? But you, for instance, have done a very, very good job at branding, right? Around posing, bodybuilding, stuff like that. You don't even need to ask people, hey, I do bodybuilding. This is my price. You want to sign up. People come to you and ask you how much is the price, right? Exactly. So that's something I wanted to dive into. So in, in college first, did you think that this is what you were going to be doing, honestly? <laughs> no way. Okay. Yeah. So like I said, I wanted to be a PT, uh, physical therapist. I got into it. I was about a year and a half in, so three semesters. And then I took a class called Research Methods. And I would just sit in there. I think I fell asleep every day. Right? Okay. Sorry, dude. I, I, know, I know I sound like a high life talking on this stuff, like talking to you guys. Like when I did all this crap in college, I was tired. Mm-hmm. I was very tired, okay? Mm-hmm. This is before the work. But, like, I'm a big social guy. So, like, I, I, sh- I was a very good student. I just struggled with things I did not enjoy, which mm-hmm. was that, right? Mm-hmm. So, changed it to kinesiology, wellness management, so kines degree, management minor. And then I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll open a gym. Yeah. You know? So Feels I like that's every, like, gym rat's thing. Yeah. I'll just grow a social media following and open a gym, and it's like, oh, wait, oh, that's I, really expensive. I didn't, even, I didn't even know about social media, dude. Yeah. I used to watch, uh, I followed maybe like five fitness creators. I would, uh, so I'm like 20 at this point. And I would watch uh, like Dylan McKenna all the time mm-hmm. and David Lay, like these OG, like Gymshark athletes. Yeah. And that's like what really got me into like the uh, aesthetics of everything. And I saw like, got more into competing. And then I started training at a gym that was more bodybuilding. And then uh, how I got into posing actually. Yeah. So I think I was 19. And, um, you know, I was just hitting a workout or something. I probably did like. Some dumbbell rows, mm. probably terrible form. I threw it down and was like, ah, in the mirror. Probably like, that's probably how it looked, right? Yeah. And this guy's like, <laughs> he goes, hey, man, you compete? This is like an old guy in the gym, right? Wow. And I was like, I was like, uh, no, man, you know, maybe maybe in the future. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, I see you're trying to do some posing. <laughs> I was like, I was like, yeah, look good. <laughs> and he was like, come on back here. And they had a posing. This is the old Iron City. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Upstairs at this time. Yeah. And he brought me up there, which is like holy where the competitors went. And I was like, mm. ooh. Yeah. And he ran me through for like an hour. He showed you some stuff. Yeah, like an hour. Dang. And I like I have not seen the guy since. Wow. Really? Yeah. Dude, that would be incredible if you were to see him again. Yeah. Yeah. He's the guy who got me into everything. Wow. Yeah. I think he stopped going there. Because I would come Dang. home from college and go there. And I was like over the breaks and stuff. <laughs> Dang, that'd be so cool to see him. Wow. I don't think I've ever talked about that. No, yeah, never heard that. I got into it. But um, with how I mm. thought I was going to be doing this, um, the answer is no, right? So I g- was doing you know, school and baseball, and then I, what I actually used to do, I don't think I've told you guys this, 
when I was like 19, um, I always maintained like a fairly like lean physique, right? Yeah. And when I was uh, 19, I'd work out like my college gym, which is another one of those old school uh, bodybuilder like throwback gyms. You can take off your shirt and stuff. And I would, uh, you know, I was just like a like a douche college kid taking off my shirt working out. And this uh, these you know you know older middle aged men um, who were a little overweight would be like, hey man, how you get how you get a six pack like that? And I would say chicken. And they'd be like, oh, man, talking about their diet. And I'd be like, oh, I can help you make a diet plan. I used to sell, like, full-on meal plans for, like, 50 bucks. Mm. Like, I'm talking these, like, meal plans like dietitians create for, like, $500. Mm. You sell them for 50 bucks. Mm-hmm. And that guy told the other guy. Mm-hmm. Told the other guy. Mm-hmm. That's how you start making money when I was 19. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. And that's how, that's how I was, like, I kind of had a taste for it. Mm-hmm. And then teammates, my team, I'd give, like, a teammate discount. Mm-hmm. Sell it 25 bucks meal plan. It's so low, bro. So yeah, it's low. low. But think about it, dude. Yeah. I didn't have a job. Yeah. I was like. So you see 50 bucks here. <laughs> you like, you were like, I'm rich. Dude, cashing out. Yeah, yeah. dude. Yeah. I was like, we're going out tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Shots <laughs> on me. <laughs> yeah. So that, I, that's what I used to do. Um, and then I guess, I guess that's kind of what got me into it. And then I started watching people online. And then, you know, COVID happened, and people started posting on TikTok. And this is really the first time that we saw um, young creators getting on social media apps and succeeding from nothing. Yep. yep. It was the first time we ever saw that post-COVID. So, you know, I was just like, fuck it. I, I, I can do that. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? So I used to post, like, these just, like, terrible TikTok videos. And, um, and then I just, you know, I, I kind of got into it. And then I got surrounded with the community, met you guys, and I was like, oh. Mm-hmm. So what I would do is instead of going on and liking people's shit and you know, liking people's stuff, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, just like so just you know like scroll like scroll. I would, I would like look at your stuff and I'd be like, how do I like that? So I'd be like, how do I make this better, mm-hmm. right? Or I look at like your stuff and be like, how do I make this better? Mm-hmm. So I learned from just watching. Mm-hmm. I'm a huge visual learner, mm-hmm. and I think that's what really got me into it. And then I remember uh, once I was like, all right, I'm gonna do this coaching stuff. Two days later, I saw my first client, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh. I think I was charging like 200 bucks back then. I was like, yeah. I just made $200. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Dude, we are going out tonight. Yeah. <laughs> no, for real, man. I remember yeah. my first month when I was like, yo, I'm going to try this. I'm going to do an online coach. I'm going to post about it. I made 5000 yeah, And I was like, I showed my dad. And he's like, all right. Yeah. Like, do it. And I was like, what the heck? Yeah. I was like, I just made more money than I ever made at Chick-fil-A. And I would yeah. work 40 hours a week. Man said, is this legal? So my mom said, I showed her my uh, showed her my stripe. She was like, "Honey, is this legal?" <laughs> and I'm like, "Yeah, I'm moving to Houston. See ya." <laughs> dude, it's crazy though. It's like that. I don't know that that first sale is all. I dude, I remember getting off the phone and being like, "I was shit. I was, <laughs> I, was <laughs> I was like, yes. I was like, I was like, I think I was twenty. Wow, I have his credit card. I'm just Holy like, crap. I'm like, yeah, two fifty. He's like, all right. And then he's like, I'm like, yeah, just click the link. He's like, yeah. And what else? I said just. Click through. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I, I, had no I, idea. I said, I said, just keep on clicking and we'll get you signed in. <laughs> and then I saw it went through and I was like, I just made $250. Yeah. I did. I did one of these where I, I was like, I was like, all right, I'll get you a plane. And you know, just like a bit, I got to like the next hour. I hung up the phone and I was like, it was like one of the, cause I was looking <laughs> at my parents, right. And I was upstairs and it was like one of those like silent little. Yeah. You're like, you're just like, I was like, <laughs> yeah, that's how it was. Yeah. Dude, when I got my first paid in full, six hundred and fifty dollars for three months. That's when I was like, oh, when wow. I went through, I was like, I just made six hundred and fifty bucks. Yeah, dude, it's just it's an unreal experience. Like, yeah. 
It it's is. just unreal. Well, yeah, yeah, you learn something's possible, right? So, like, for you guys that, you know, want to start something, you're doing something, you're trying to see success at it, and you're not yet, like, like think about that. Like, we all, like, we all started somewhere, and now, you know, with money set aside, you know, these two guys, and myself included, are able to live on our, live on our own at, at a young age doing something that we like. <clears throat> the hours aren't crazy long. You can pick what your hours want to be technically, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you, you know, you make you make a decent living from it. You know, the best part about my job is, um, like I kind of like briefly mentioned, my girlfriend has a son, right? He's like the best thing in my life. And I'm able to spend the most time I ever can with him when he gets off of school. It's just, it's just true freedom, right? And so I think it's really, really important, um, you know, to – with Adrian's story, what he was able to learn through, like, going through college and everything is how to handle a lot of stress and a lot of, like, things at once. Mm-hmm. to then once those his comfort zone was just expanded so far once it came down a little bit he got out of college he had more time he knew he could carry that same momentum and that same energy into growing a business and you treat it like a full-time job and you treat it like that and that's kind of how bodybuilding prep was for me doing you know working at chick-fil-a um doing a full like bodybuilding prep but i was like you know running a 13 million dollar store so it was you know i was working 60 hours a week having to balance bodybuilding Um, and posting on social media and everything like you know i was doing a bunch i missed out on family events but what that allowed me to do throughout the whole process is to expand my comfort zone so whenever my bodybuilding prep was done and i quit my job i looked i was like holy shit like i have so much time and i knew how to maximize my time so now if i just put it all into the business think of how much i can get done and that's how you're able to excel so quickly but you there are like levels to you to learn how to um handle and like be able to put in the work that's necessary. Um, it's never just going to come and focus on building a business and a brand rather than just a, than just making money. Cause if you just try to focus on making money, you'll always be looking for the next dollar. You'll never appreciate what you have. And it's just very, very empty. Like it's very empty. And I think that's a big lesson I learned last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, real quick before, before we end and everything, what because you just used to sell like lifestyle clients. So what was the difference between lifestyle than going into because now you just coach bodybuilders? Well, I do both. Um, yeah. So I guess I didn't really touch on that. So yeah, that that's what I meant by like branding. Yeah. Like you went from like direct response A to B from now like a brand, so everyone knows you as like but the posing what I'm guy. At is like everyone knows you now as he's the guy that poses compared yeah. to. I want a meal plan from him. Now he's like, he does everything. He's that posing guy. If I think of bodybuilding, I think of him. And that's kind of who you are labeled as now. So, right. Okay. So <clears throat> I got into it in branding. I'll kind of answer them both together because I never answered into a question. Um, dude, I, used, I just used to do this stuff for fun. So, like, yeah, it just actually kind of made me realize something myself. I did a lot of stuff, like, under a lot of stress when I was in college, right? And so. Something, and we, this could be a conversation we could also have, like, we, we talked about, like, finding, like, personal freedom and, like, mm-hmm. peace in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, my life was always go, 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 right? And when I would go to the gym, that was, like, my only time for, like, me. You know what I mean? And then I got into, like, you know, watching these aesthetic guys, and I was like, oh, that's cool. I can do that. And I started hitting these poses, and I was really nervous to, to like, post about it. I used to actually, the first time I ever did, like, freestyle posing – 
is what a lot of people know me from. I do a lot of uh, bodybuilding posing instruction. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the first times I ever did it was with Ian about a year and a half ago um, in this, like, really cool gym with, like, a posing room. Do it for, like, hours. We were there for, like, three hours. I remember yeah. that. We, were you there? Mm-hmm. I was there. Yeah, did you leave? Yeah, I left. <laughs> you, we were, had, you guys were there for so long. I was just, like, dude, I can't. I, I got to go. Yeah, we probably looked like idiots, but we had so much fun with it, right? Because uh, it allowed me to, to find this sort of, like, peace, like a flow state, right? So if you've ever played a sport, like, I used to play baseball, right? So when I'd be pitching, it's like nothing else mattered in the world. Right, that's what posing allowed me to do. And then I was like, I started getting. I still was not good, right? But we I were I so bad. <laughs> uh, yeah, I thought I was good. I was like, damn, I'm the shit. And so I started like posting it, and no one would like it. And then I just kept doing it. I got to a point where I would do it every single day because I loved it so much. Mm-hmm. And then I started naturally getting good, right? And then people would hit me up and be like, hey man, can you teach me that? And I was like, sure. And something to talk about branding. Here's what I recommend, and I never, I to be honest, I've never asked anybody for a testimonial. Um, you will never see one on, as of right now, you'll never see one on, like, any of my um, business pages, or even if you go on, like, my Instagram and never see one, you'll see clients saying their own thing on their own posts, yeah. their own thing about me mm-hmm. in there. I think, in my humble opinion, I think that's the best way to get a testimonial. You don't ask people for it, they just go out of their way to do it. Right, yeah. I and think testimonials can be great if you have, you know, a landing page and a website and whatnot, but, dude, the best way for your grant, your brand to grow is if other people were to talk about it without you saying, hey, can you talk about my brand? You know what's crazy? It's something I learned. And this is why Chick-fil-A, oh, so going back to Chick-fil-A, I know a lot about Chick-fil-A, but this is why Chick-fil-A is, they can be closed one more day than every other, like, fast food restaurant and still make more than everybody. Mm-hmm. So one of the things we learn and, like, that we really preach is called create uh, raving fans. And yep. it tells you, like, what I a raving fan book. is. Yep. And, uh, dude, it's People like. People like, love it. Yeah. Like, to, like, like you to the point where, like, that day where it's out, that's when they want it the most. Yeah, it's just, like, they don't, like, when they think of the best fast food restaurant, like, yeah, Chick-fil-A. Mm-hmm. Or, like, they think they want they want to go out to eat. Yeah, let's go to Chick Fil A. It's great. It's fast. It's awesome. The experience is awesome. Like it's a thing to do. Like and honestly, healthy. in our hometown, it's like, yeah, like sitting down and eating there. Like that was like a big thing that a lot of people did yeah. back in my hometown. It was like go. We would go and if we were hungry, like, yeah, let's go hang out at Chick Fil A because it's fun. The people yep. there are nice. Everything's like great about it. And so it just sucks because it's like I, you know, it's crazy. Last year, I never really took the skills I learned on that and p- apply it to my business. But like, that's my main goal is here is like, yep. obviously take that approach. Um, I think it was just cause we were also learning from a different, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, part well, of the industry. So it was like, let's, how do I combine all that? But that is like the best way to maintain clients and everything is just yeah. create raving fans to the point where you don't have to do anything. Yep. And here's how you do it. And I'm going to be honest. I did not doing this knowingly. I did all this. I think just, I naturally just did it. It so just happened, yeah. It just ha- everything, yeah. To be honest, everything just kind of happened for me. So if I'm going to write a book and tell you how to do this, I would say coach, if it's, if it's coaching, right, whether it's business mentorship, whether you're fitness coaching, whatever it is, whether you provide a product, do a lot of it for free. Mm-hmm. So here's how I got Boom. into posing coaching, right? I saw a guy who was coaching a lot of clients – um, and he was not doing a very good job with his clients, right? So his clients knew me and knew that I was connected to this guy. And so they reached out to me and they were like, hey, man, we see you do a lot of posing. And could you help me? Sure, I can help you. That guy told his friend who's mm-hmm. working with the same guy, hey, man, can I work with you too? Before I knew it, within like, 
I think it was 24 hours. I had 20 clients. Dude, I remember. It happened fast. And I did this in college. So my schedule, you guys know my schedule, right? That was Monday through Friday. I'm busy as hell the whole day long, getting four hours of sleep. Saturday, we play a doubleheader, okay? Then I'm hanging out with my buddy Saturday night. Um, Sunday, I would crash, right? I was out, right? Watch church online. I'm mm-hmm. done. Yeah. Sunday afternoon, I did it for five hours every single Sunday. I did posing sessions. Mm-hmm. I did it for free, no pay. I did mm-hmm. that for 20, I think it was like 16 or 20 weeks. It was a long time. Mm-hmm. By the time these guys came to a show, their posing was so good because, to be honest, I just liked it, mm-hmm. right? And by that time, I had people hiring me for it. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, I was I was highly undercharging. I, I still undercharge, <laughs> but I was yeah. I was doing it for for like insanely cheap. And I was getting other clients, and they were having such a good experience. And I was over delivering. And these sessions mm-hmm. were supposed to be thirty minutes. I'm doing forty five, right? Mm-hmm. And I just, I had a really good time with it. And from there, I just over-deliver, right? First, give more than you should, and then over-deliver. Because think about it this way. What I tell my clients when they hop on a sales call with me, a consultation call, right? When they're um, trying to hear about my program, I'm telling them what I do. Um, And, you know, a lot of people are concerned, like, oh, is this going to be a good guy to work with? Yada, yada, yada. He sounds kind of young. Does he actually know what he's doing? Yeah. I say, let me tell you this. I love this sport, and I I love doing what I do. And the way I treat it is if I was in your shoes, right? If I had a coach, which I do, right, I want them to be taking it as seriously as I take it, and that's how I take it for my clients. So that's the best advice I can give you. Coach some people or provide some service for free. Get, um, what's it called, responses? Um, they let you know how you did. Hmm? Like get feedback, 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 right? Yeah, yeah. Feedback oh, okay. on how you did with it, right? And then from there, um, over deliver with your mm-hmm. with your product. Yeah, dude, you nailed it, bro. And that just kind of goes back on my thing. People are like, "Hey, I'm good at this. Buy my thing." And it's like, why don't you say I'm good at this and I'm going to continue to be good at this and just give, give, give for free? Eventually, people are going to ask you, "Yo, how much can I pay you?" And Adrian's a living result of that. He gave for free for fucking months on end, mm-hmm. and now people come to him, and he's his roster is filled up. He doesn't even want to accept people right now because he has a waiting list. That's just what happens when you give for free. The thing is, if you delay the gratification, the value that's going to come from that gratification is going to be so much higher because you delayed it for so long. Yep. That was a good way to put it. Yeah, that was a good way to put it. And then same thing, when you raise your rates because you got a ton of people, those guys who just worked with you before are going to pay you a new rate, right? Yep. Right, because... And you don't do it because, like, you want to make more money. Mm-hmm. You do it because you have to. Yep. Because you're getting so many dang people to work with you that you can't take them all. That's why people yep. should raise the rates. Yep. Not because, oh, man, I'm low on bills this month. Yep. Oh, man, how am I going to pay this? No, it's not why you do it. Yep. Right? You do it because you're good at what you do and mm-hmm. because you're able to charge that rate. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Boom. Man. <sighs> man. Did I do good? You did. Man, that was a good one, dude. A lot, of, a lot of a lot of valuable things coming from a college graduate. Because <sighs> I hope you guys can learn something. Yeah, yeah, uh, dude. And I think, uh, I'm still trust me. I'm still figuring shit out. Trust like, me, we all, we all they, are. They, yeah, you got to be honest. If somebody tells you, if you think somebody's got it figured out, what I'm learning is uh, ain't they, nobody got it figured no. out. You don't want to learn from them if they've like, dude, I've got it all figured out. Like, you man, know, no. you know, I uh, I was on a call with this guy today, and. Um, he was like, so how was, like, the mentorship side of your program? I was telling him a little bit about it, and um, he was like, well, what if you don't know something? And I'm like, 
well, I'm not going to tell you. I'm, I'm not going to tell you something that I don't know. I'm going to direct you in the right direction, my friend. And I was like, it was like a lot of people will like put you in a direction in which they think that it would be the right direction when in reality it may not be the right direction because they haven't lived it. Yeah. So it's like, for instance, a couple of weeks ago, this guy was like, hey, man, like this is happening with my wife and kids and like I just don't know what to do. And I was like, okay, that's fine. And he was like, can you just give me some suggestions? And I'm like, okay, well, I don't have a wife and kids. But what I can do is I can direct you to this podcast, and he talks about marriage and kids a lot. So why don't you go watch this, and then maybe that will help. Because I'm not going to say, I think you need to do this and this and this. It's like I've never – I haven't done that. And I think a lot of people try to be, like, know-it-alls on every other aspect of life. Mm -hmm. And it's like – for me, I only like to talk about what I know. If, yeah. you, if you tell me something, that's why I, like my, when I go into conversations and I meet any new people, they ask me something that I'm really good at, I'll answer them. But then I'm always like curious and ask them what they do. And like, I'm really like, I'm not going to act like, I'm going to act stupid if they don't know something. I'm like, yeah, just tell me more. Like, I, I have no idea what you're talking about. Because it only helps you. Like, and I don't know why people want to want to know it all. Because that's the fun out of it, bro. That, but it's. And there's no journey. But when somebody, but here's another thing. I hate to cut you off. Oh, go ahead. I want to I say something about this. The only thing I got into doing what I do mm-hmm. is I kind of just like jumped into it, mm-hmm. right? And just kind of kept jumping into it. Mm-hmm. So when I didn't know, I figured it out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So when somebody asks you something now, like Asher said, don't provide them advice to shit that you don't know. That's stupid. Okay. <laughs> if you don't know something, Direct them in the right area, but then take the time out of your day saying, somebody asked me this, I'm probably going to get asked it again, so I should probably figure it out. Of course. Boom. Yeah. yeah. 100%. Yeah. And, and, you and you have to do it yourself. And, and like then next time you take the challenge. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. you learn from the challenge. And then that person tells somebody else. And boom, you've just acquired another skill. And what do we know? Skills is what can propel you to succeeding yeah. it's monetary. The skills you learn, it's not like you go online and you just buy a skill. A skill you learn is through actual experience. And then, like, even Alex Rosie says the best, what you should do is look up how to do something, start it, and then buy a product to help you understand what they're even talking about. Because if you, go, let's say you're doing drop shipping, right? And you go buy this course and you're starting drop shipping and you're learning all this information, but you don't, you don't even know how it applies to dropshipping because you've never even started dropshipping. So you have no idea how like whatever they're talking about is going to apply it to it. You could study that dropshipping course from A to Z and understand everything. And then when you still go start your business, you're really not going to understand how it applies until those it, situations come up to you to learn it. So it's really, really important to lit- jump into it, start it, and then supplement having a resource to uh, to help you throughout the whole process so you actually understand what how it's supposed to teach you. I don't know. I just think a lot of people are too scared to try first. Mm-hmm. They, they think they need to have it all figured out. It's like, no, just go spend the 100 bucks. Who cares? Like, yeah. go, go do this. And to be honest, like, I'm going to be honest, like, low-key, save your money. I'm a fitness coach and a posing coach. Posing, I'm self-taught. Fitness, I've learned a long time. Same as these guys, right? You couldn't learn any. I'm, like... You can. You could learn anything online. You could save your money. Mo- anything. I mean, you could learn the. I I believe that you could learn the basic steps of everything on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Of everything, the first steps. A huge visual. Eventually, area. eventually, you'll have a decision. Say, hey, do I want to achieve this goal faster? How do you do that? You can pay money to achieve a goal quicker, so you have that certainty behind it. It's not that you don't know what you're doing. 
It's that you know for a fact you're on the right path. That's why people get coaches. Yep. That's it. There's no Ooh. secret sauce we have. You can look up everything you want. But, dang, buddy just ripped one. Yeah. It smells. Mm-hmm. But the reason why you pay for a coach is to be 100% certain that you know you're on the right track and you will make progress. That's it. And if you're still doubting yourself, it's probably not a good coach. <laughs> mm. Wow. <clears throat> good one. I think your camera shut off. Yeah, it probably did. But that one was a uh, that one was smelly, dude. You want to end off with anything, Adrian? Any any last words to the the squad watching this? Thank you for watching. If you stuck this whole time, like, comment, and smash that subscribe button. Wow. Also, you can it's the first time it's ever been said on this channel. That yeah. is. Also, you can follow me on Instagram at Adrian Stover twenty two, <laughs> or you can look at my coaching at Ascend Coaching twenty two <laughs> on Instagram. <laughs> And you can go to my type form and apply, and we can have a real conversation. Wow. Your goal. <laughs> so wow. Plugged, plugged his own coaching <laughs> in our podcast. Wow. Hey, I mean, if you're looking for posing coaching, Adrian's the guy to go to. Yeah, yeah we did a seminar recently. Yep. Yep. It was a good time. I had a blast. Mm-hmm. I haven't done that in a while. Yeah. It was the first time for me. It's interesting. It was a good time. I, I love posing. I need to go pose more. Yeah. I had a great time. Anyways, guys, appreciate y'all. And uh, we'll catch you in the flip of the flip. Yep. Later, guys.